Welcome to the rosé ceremony. Ceremony, ceremony, ceremony. <laughs> we are your Minnesota-based Bachelor Recap Podcast slash Bachelorette Recap Podcast. Yeah, you won't get that anywhere else. Yeah. We usually record uh, twice a season now, so we are here with Becca's season. So you've been waiting with bated breath, we are sure, to hear from us and just to remind you who we are. I'm I'm Jay. I've, I think I've become like the permanent Jay guest. Gabler. I wasn't yeah. originally a part of this podcast, but I'm happy to be here now. Jay All Gabler is a Minnesota celebrity. I heard you being talked about a lot when I was at lunch at Barbette. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, so the people you were talking to or like over? No, they were sitting behind me and they were having a long conversation about how to get Jay Gabler to write about their jazz project. Whoa. What Jazz if it was like a people. deeper... Have a coveted byline. Like a, a whole scheme where they knew you were going to be there and they <gasps> knew you were friends with Diabolical. Like, Only oh, in the Midwest would you find... Yeah. Also... Such a clever scheme. Do you think Becca's ever been to Barbette? Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. I bet she's definitely a Barbette regular. <laughs> For those who don't live in Minnesota, that is a French-ish restaurant uptown which is in the same neighborhood as chiang mai thai a restaurant that we figured becca must be thinking about (laughs) because they are now going to chiang mai thailand in the next episode of the bachelorette right the fantasy suite love it i want love that choice maybe the producers were like pitching her different locations and she heard chiang mai thai and she was like yes (laughs) that's the one and it was because deep down curry oh i can't wait to have their Cheese, cheesy wontons. Cheesy wontons. She's hoping it's just like Minnesota restaurant. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So this is the kind of Minnesota perspective you've been waiting for from us. Hot restaurant references. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So other host, Caroline. This is Caroline. I'm the scrappy voice that's just. I'm gonna tag along with what you guys say and like hype it. I feel like that's that's the vibe I'm feeling for this particular recording. Uh, and I'm Becky Lang, uh, your host, uh, also known as the sister-in-law of Caroline Olstead. Oh wow, <laughs> you guys, so nice. So now that we got Friends. now that we got that out of out of the That's way. How we all know each other, and we know keep... you because you are our best friend for listening. BFF for life, Bachelor Nation. I can't believe I haven't said Bachelor Nation yet. We're in it. Well, I'm Love sure it or hate it. Kind of like it the United States of America. We're I'm just here. I'm prouder to be part of Bachelor Nation than like to be an American right now. Same. I feel like some of Becca's more uh, deep Midwest fans might not might take offense to that. Um, she is from Greater Minnesota. Greater Minnesota, prior like Although that's she's where been living I'm... in Minneapolis. Yes, yeah, she works at Skya. I looked it up. It's S K Y Y A. It's a PR firm. Um, it's safe to say she's a high-powered career woman. Working in advertising, I don't personally know of Skya. Um, I haven't heard of it, but I think it's a pretty big PR firm, and I think she's pretty successful. I don't know if she still works there. Um, I think she isn't in Minnesota a lot anymore. It sounds like a pharmaceutical. Skya. It sounds like a liquor to me. Like, okay, what sounds kind like of sky liquor? Vodka. What kind of a drug? Let's both take our guesses. Well, sky, we, sky. Now I'm just thinking of sky vodka. Sky, yeah. I think if I named another liquor sky, yeah, they would sky vodka would sue me. 
I think Skya would be a, um, an allergy med, like Claritin. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Sounds like a genre of electronic music. <laughs> yeah, like from Sweden. I'm into Skya. I don't know. You've probably never heard of it. So if you haven't caught it yet, we're the local angle on the Bachelorette podcast this season. Each of us at least knows someone who knows someone. Yeah, who everyone knows Becca. Has a connection. So, for example, I don't know if we should get too personal. I don't this, think but I we'll know just, we'll anyone just... who knows Becca personally. But know. like, we're neighbors with her in college, or like met her. Caroline's mom, or, aka know. my mother-in-law's coworker, worked with Becca's mom. I think maybe that's like maybe that's my eight degrees of like, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, with there's Becca. all those little things. Everyone has like a little thing. And so, and my brother and sister-in-law have been to the Christmas party that was referenced in episode one of this season. <gasps> with the guy. With the guy, the uh, Jake. Jake yeah. the Minnesotan, who she kicked <gasps> off immediately oh. amid drama. I loved that. He was like, I thought oh, that was you know, amazing. I just remember we met once at the Christmas party. She's like, no, we've met several times. You were not interested in me. You're here for fame. Goodbye. Oh, that so, was great. you know, I think the average viewer, including me at that time, was like, oh, okay, it was a, some kind of Christmas party. But no, it's like the Minneapolis Christmas party. It's technically a private event, but it's a big, big private event. They rent big, like, multi-thousand capacity venues. Um, adopted Minnesotan Cisco has performed there. Wow. You know? <gasps> so you guys, Minnesota's cool. If you're not, if you're listening from this and you're not in Minnesota, look how cool we are. Prince Cisco moved here. Andrew Zimmern. Cisco. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Those are just a couple Christmas of our celebrities. Parties. So, right? yeah, so we've yeah. been enjoying having a Minnesotan on. I, that said, there's not been a lot of Minnesota in this season, which you wouldn't necessarily expect, right? If you've seen a lot of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you don't go into it thinking that it's going to be thick with hometown flavor unless it's homicidal Chris Souls. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I wonder how that or I uh, I, man, manslaughter sidle. To be more precise, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get uh, Fleeing the scene, crystals. <laughs> I honestly feel like there was more Minnesota in Ari's season. Like when Ari meets Becca's family, like yeah, yeah and that's you true. See and you saw her parents' house. Yeah, like it's like they have like stuff. big mouth Billy Bass things yeah, all over the place. Loons on yeah. pillows. Very on brand. She's from a duck dynasty. Greater Minnesota. Yeah. We yeah. got that nice montage, the intro at the beginning. And, and, they, also... and they did apple picking. That was, one oh, her, that was her day that with, was Ari. with Ari. Yeah. yeah. yeah so Ari's they, season repped Minnesota better. They yeah. carved their initials into a tree that we should uh, we be able should to go see. It. Yeah, we've got to go. Minnesota tried to like ban Ari from coming here, which seems like problematic. Like we probably don't want to just ban random like people from coming to Minnesota. That was So that was the part of the setup <laughs> for Becca's funny season. funny for TV. They staged this scene on the steps of the Minnesota State Capitol where Becca and this, and basically it's it's her like hometown state representative um, were like having this some kind of ceremony that made it look as though the state of Minnesota had banned Ari. But actually what happened was this guy just introduced a bill on the floor of like the Minnesota House of Representatives banning Ari and it didn't go anywhere from being introduced. But he did introduce the bill. It's there in the legislative record forevermore. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want that to be my, like, legislative legacy. It's just, like, banning a person from a place. Um, she also mentioned Stillwater, which is a town nearby. I hope that they go a, there. That was, like, the only it's other a, It's a lovely thing. place it for really people who've never been place. here. Go to Stillwater. Go to Liftbridge Brewery. It's amazing. I hope Becca does that. 
Should we talk about how this season is treating Ari? Yeah, because they are shamelessly throwing him under the bus. It's, he has been disowned by a bachelor. Yeah, I wonder the how bachelor he feels franchise. about it. If he can be like, haha, or if he like really feels sad. I I don't think that's fair that they're disowning Ari because like, yeah, what he did was lame. But like they, like they just had Jason Mesnick on, and like they got huge ratings from both of their situations, mm-hmm. and they sort of welcomed Jason back because of that. So. I don't know. Don't yeah. look a gift horse. Uh, don't look a ratings horse in the mouth. ABC. At the beginning, they were really intense about it. Like that date where it was, they were showing their episode finale and they were smashing the TVs and stuff. Literal Ari bashing. Yeah, I like. But then I now, that as the lot. seasons moved along, we've had a few times where Becca has been like empathetic towards Ari or like understanding. The position that he was in. That Ari was Redemption one of the Marathon. Yeah, yeah. Teaser. She said it once and now it's a teaser for the fantasy suites, it seems. Or maybe the family. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's good. But there was certainly like maybe a third or four you know, a third to a half of the way through the season the Ari bashing was getting a little old because all the guys knowing of course nothing about her, all they know about her is Ari. And so they're all like trying to curry favor by bashing Ari, which of course the producers then just like edit right in and encourage. So mm-hmm. it was like, Okay, yeah, we get it. She's she's more than someone who was dumped by Ari, we think. I think the bachelor needs to accept its choices like they picked ari they can't just pick him and give us a bad season and be like that was his fault you know ari's sins are theirs too pick pick better people bachelor like pick pick the most interesting thing ari could do was screw up the finale yeah jay you look scandalized by it <laughs> no i got to say i i you know it's i it, it so they, it's always like when you are trying to like develop a relationship on TV and like tell a story of this relationship, right? You get to a point where like the whoever's the suitor has to like reveal something about his or her past relationship, right? Like, oh, this last person did me wrong in this kind of a At way. At dinner on their one-on-one date. Yeah, exactly, right? And so then you're introduced like, okay, so now like his like, you know, storyline is that his last, you know, his fiance cheated on him or whatever right and so now he needs to recover from being hurt and in becca's case they've got that but that was all like nationally televised Mm -hmm. so it's like they've got they've already have like all like the story arc built in so of course they're going to capitalize on it but it was it, it it wasn't like that you can't sustain a season with just like watching people tell becca you know, how shitty Ari was. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be her victory lap, but it needs to truly be her victory lap. Right. And we need to like establish like, why do we care about her beyond the fact that she was part of this whole drama with Ari, right? Like who is, who is Becca and why is she interesting? And I don't know if this season has really like given us a lot of Becca's personality. Well, Becca doesn't really drink much um, according to other podcasts I've listened to. So that might be why. As a bachelorette, there's not enough, you know, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. She has- I would like more shenanigans than Fireball TM makes them happen. That could be a slogan, Fireball, if you want to hire me to write one. Not a lot with the quips either from Becca. She's- she never says, let's do the damn thing. I know, yeah. She's what run away from that. The- I'm okay with that, I think. She got so criticized for swearing. Like, the Star Tribune, a local paper, wrote a profile of her. The commenters were like... 
I don't oh. like that Becca. She swears so much, and I'm One like, she, she swears so little compared to other people on this show. I mean, if you want a wholesome bachelorette, Be- Becca's about as close as you're gonna get. Totally yeah, true. She openly goes that. to church. And I has was, a cross tattoo. Oh, oh, yeah. Thought about it. On the other, uh, the bachelor party podcast, Juliet Littman for The Ringer, they talked about how her cross tattoo kind of looks punk rock and how they all kind of want cross tattoos, even though none of them are religious now. It's a very musician place to get a tattoo because you're holding that microphone. You know? Oh, yeah. The crowd's seeing it always. Except the thing is, from the crowd standpoint, it looks like a sword or a dagger, <laughs> right? It's always is upside, it upside down, down. Right? It just so reminds me of... See, um... I think she sees it like as like a crucifix, but like the, I, I always feel like we like we, we we're seeing it as a dagger before oh. us. That's what, do you That's guys, cool. what do you guys think is the origin of her insect tattoo on her other wrist that she got? Um, like Coachella or something? Well, it was... It was after the season wrapped for The Bachelor, and then when Ari, when it was like they were breaking up, you know, oh, she had the tattoo. And he was like, like oh, there it is. Like, he saw it for the first time that broke Like, up. it's maybe something like a new beginning or a chrysalis or something. Oh. Maybe it was like a butterfly or a moth or something. I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about bugs. Huh. <laughs> She's a big fan of the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> That would be that would be a great bachelorette trait. Yeah. yeah. I want a bachelorette who's like obsessed with children's book, like has like a Harold in the Purple Crayon fandom. Oh, that could be a great tattoo. Could you imagine if there was just like a purple line just like running all around your body and at the, at the very end of it somewhere, like That'd your be left cool. ass cheek was just like Harold with his crayon. Yeah. <laughs> I took my niece to see Harold in the Purple Crayon at the children's theater and uh, Harold was played by a like a grown man. Oh. In pajamas. Was, That's the same good, the children's theater does. It was... It's a little weird. Okay. Yeah. For any, anyway, anyone outside. listening, if you get that tattoo of the purple crayon around your body, send us a picture and you'll be invited onto the podcast. Oh, Johnson. Well, My friend Johnson. I'll buy you a, a bottle of rose. Purple crayon tattoo. Great. So let's look from a Minnesota angle at the guys that Becca has ended up with. So we're now. Ooh. She is now settled on Blake and Garrett and... Colton and Jason. Right. And Colton just got sent home. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Let's uh, just... um, I didn't see that coming. I thought Jason was going. She she forgot Jason's name when she was introducing him to the other bachelorette best friends or whatever. She's like, oh, and this guy, like whoever (laughs) this guy is. I feel like we should just summarize them real quick because I know personally I've had a trouble keeping all these men. Like, I don't know. A lot of them look the same to me. I thought Garrett and Colton were literally the, so sa- the same person. It like such a bland. For all the listeners. We were making bets at work about like who we thought would win. And I was like, oh, Garrett. And then I rewatched the episode and I was like, half the scenes I was thinking of for Garrett or Colton. Yeah. They're just kind of the same Everyone type of guy. Probably feel, okay, so Colton is the one... Okay, spoiler alert if you have not watched the hometown episode. Mute this right now. Colton is the one who got voted out tonight. He's the football player. He's the one with the fundraiser. He's the virgin. He's a virgin. <laughs> In case you haven't heard. Or so he says. I heard yeah. a lot of, we watched tonight with Caroline's mom. And in the room, I was She's hearing a lot know. of skepticism yeah, the about whether Darcy or not. Darcy has a lot of spoilers. Oh, yeah. She, super sleuth. 
Um, was ever okay, Colton dated Allie Raisman and Tia. I think it's really worth pointing that out. And then we have he's a star, F U C K E R. I only spe- spelled that out because I think both our moms always listen to that. <laughs> listen to this. Then we have um, Jason, who's the one with the slicked back hair. Say no so more. Slicked back. No, nope, we all know him. I don't like the hair. His hair is slicked back. No one likes it. We just want to see what he looks like with non. Wet hair. I should point out his <laughs> celebrity doppelganger. A normal haircut. Is the model guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. Joey Donner was the character name. Um, he looks and acts a lot like that guy. If, and then, he, if Jason gets doesn't get picked, they're going to have to put him right on Bachelor in Paradise just so we can see what happens when he goes in the water. <laughs> Let's oh, see that hair wait. air dry. Yeah, I cannot wait. That'll be his like opening shtick. It'll like come out of the water, and it'll like either be like over his like eyes, or it'll still be pristine. Probably the latter. I bet his natural hair is really cute. I bet it's curly. Yeah, and he just cuts it shorter a little bit too, because right now it's like a little, it's like getting into um, mullet. I don't know if I'm ready to give his hair the benefit of the doubt because I'm a guy who has to use a fair bit of product. Because if I don't. My hair just looks like I got out of an 80s prom. It feathers. It naturally really? feathers. Like, so I'm like, maybe his product is like running from, you know, some really undesirable native state. Maybe you could pull it really short, though. Anyway, okay, so you know who we're talking about. Okay, Garrett. He's the one. This is one that I always get mixed up. He's the one that's always smiling. Or no. Is he the one with the neck? Those are Both. like Both. very, very, like if I was an alien, I would be like, yeah, the human with the smile okay, and the neck, one, I can't find them. Which one had the unfavorable favorites? Oh, Garrett. That's Garrett. So Garrett yeah. is. Problematic faves. Hashtag yeah. problematic. He faved a lot of unfortunate Instagram posts that are very uh, prejudiced against feminists and um, trans individuals and maybe some other things. He also um, faved a picture uh, of a girl in a thong looking at a lake recently, um, according to a podcast I listened to. So I, I think he doesn't know how that people can see what he's faving in general. He's a little basic, not in a good way. He's he oh Garrett is a hundred percent basic, but I think Becca likes I think Becca Becca likes him a little basic. I mean, he's a physically attractive basic person, but he is still he. I hope he's too basic for Becca. Like, too basic, like, problematic Minnesotan. Those guys are out there. I could totally see guys like that being at the Christmas party with their mm. problematic faves. And they think no one notices. <laughs> and they don't think are actually problematic because all the other guys around them are faving them. And it's like, well, that's kind of a problem with this state and America. Yeah. But, but we were saying, like, without knowing that info about him... He would, like, just watching him, I would be very attracted to him. Just, like, yeah. his positive personality, his energeticness, you know, just smiling, being happy. Yeah, I mean, Garrett's not my personal type, but, I, like, before I knew about any of this, I was, like, Garrett 100%. Yeah. Garrett's going to win. Garrett's the right choice. He's the best guy. She likes him the most. He likes her the most. Like, they have tons of chemistry. The so. Muppets, the show, is on ABC, right? I don't know personally. That's my theory is that Garrett is actually a Muppet. And he's like, the Muppets <laughs> decided like with their new edgy brand where like Miss Piggy seduces the guest stars. They're like, what we need now is like a problematic Muppet. 
you know, who you love to hate. And we're going to introduce this Muppet as a contestant oh, on The Bachelorette. I, I do think, like, there could be a PR narrative where, like, Garrett says, I was uneducated about a lot of things. And Becca, with her, like, woke Hillary Clinton, you know, voting, Trump protesting mm-hmm. ways. She's um, very suburban swing voter. You know, she educated me. I think that could happen. But is there more to his story of his divorce? I mean, he said his he said his wife was uh, verbally abusive, right? Yeah, but there's two sides to every story, and I think there might be another side with his. Well, your mom watched their wedding video, so maybe she can deduce her. Yeah, I feel of- like she might have planted that seed in my head of like his ex-wife has, you know, has a different viewpoint of what happened. Oh, I bet she does. Mm-hmm. It's tough when people claim someone's verbally abusive, though. I feel like as an outsider, you can never quite get to the bottom of it. You know, I mean, even looking at like Andy, uh, the Bachelorette, t- in her like tell-all with Josh, like she basically called him verbally abusive, and he was like, "That's so, all lies." But it's so. Credible. But how can you know what <laughs> what Josh was saying, to Andy? Well, and if you're going to go on national TV and, like, say something about someone who will, you know, it'll be easy for the public to figure out who that is, you're you're not going to just casually say they were verbally abusive. You know, you're not going to, like, slide on the side of being more accusatory than you have basis for, right? You're going to be air on the side of being generous, which means if you're coming right out and saying they're verbally abusive... Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know what, what Garrett went through in his marriage. I feel inclined to believe him. I, I don't know. And the last guy we still have left is Blake. Okay, so... Right? I, That's his name? Blake also... The guy lo- with the neck. ...looks like a 90s actor to me, and I've been trying he to... He has a prominent neck. I don't quite know what that means, like a long, long neck. Just compared to the other guys. It's more like, yeah, Stan. Oh, I don't look at Blake's neck. He he looks like a 90s actor to me. I feel like he looks a little bit like Matthew Lillard. And I feel like part of the reason there's so many crushes on Blake is he has this like 90s face. Uh, so if anyone knows his other celebrity doppelganger other than Matthew Lillard, let us know. Yeah, put it in the comments. Blake. I would say if I had to pick someone right now, it would be Blake. I, of who I, I think is going to win. I like Blake. Like, I feel like if you were to ask me like, like, the only thing when I think of Blake is his neck. <laughs> I don't think of, like, any, like, his personality or, you know. Like, with Garrett, I'm like, oh, he's smiley and happy and stuff, you know. I, well, I guess he's, like, Blake's a good dancer and stuff. Blake is a good that dancer. Sticks out to me. But the thing that sticks out to me most is, like, it seems like Becca's the most into him. And that's why I say that I think he's the front runner. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like how Blake is, like, torn and sensitive and i think he could i think he could go far in bachelor nation jay you're being real quiet who are you wait who are your picks for the end so i the think winner. i agree with becky i think that blake is gonna take it i think garrett is too problematic to have a future on the franchise i hope he is so does that mean that Jason will be the next Bachelor? Could be. Uh, I don't see it. I bet if he like undunked his hair in a big hot pool of wax, he'd be attractive. 
if we we uh, got Jonathan from Queer Eye to come out, yeah. they do a show collaboration. I they give him a makeover. Massive crossover. Event. A hair makeover. They can bring some <laughs> personality film. to him because, yeah. like, I've never seen personality from Jason. I thought his hometown visit was boring, and he's. They boring. had to be boring to cover up the fact that they're part of the mafia. That's my I hot hope take, they're and part I'm of sticking the mafia, with it because that would be interesting. All of a sudden, we'd have a narrative. Yeah. yeah. I really like the you know, idea I that Grant the firefighter would be the next bachelor. You know, what? Oh, before we get to that. A good bachelor spinoff show would be like a mafia dating show where like they help like mafioso guys find their gumar, which according to the show The Sopranos is their side side piece. It's like and fi- find a, my side piece. I would gumar, watch that for sure. Does a gumar have to be a, like in like a part of the crime scene, or can they just be like a? They just have to not ask questions, right? Okay. I feel like they're privy to information, but I can't really say if they are a part of the scene or if they are totally outside Why? of it. Wait, this is or spoken like a own... goomar. Becky, well, wait a second. Are yeah, you? I have a second life. A goomar? <laughs> I don't which, know. which then begs the question, is my brother part of the mafia? <laughs> Neil is actually and Italian. Then who, who am I? <laughs> and you are too. And we are blood. <laughs> Uncovering family seek part secret. of the generally Scandinavian <laughs> mafia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Should we get into like um kind of predictions of the who could be the next bachelor? Well, we, we we're still Grant. We're still predicting who is going to win this season. Oh yeah. Okay. Give your so prediction. I said Blake. Are we are we all saying Blake Becky? I actually know who wins. I hope that's not a spoiler for you guys. So I'm not going to say. Okay, okay. Don't say. Yeah. That's good. Thank you for not telling us. Thank you for telling spoil. us that you couldn't tell us. Yeah, and also you're not telling us with your eyes, which is really important. Okay, I'm, not pi- I'm not picking up on anything. Just a little smizing, maybe. Don't I do definitely, it. I don't want to spoil it for you guys at all. Okay, thanks. Caroline, who's your prediction? Wait, okay, see, I already forgot. There's Blake and then... I know, Gr- Seek's there. Grant? All the guys are so no, bland this Blake, season. Blake, and- Blake, Garrett, and Jason are your Garrett! Your uh, I can't keep them straight. Plastic hair Jason, offensive Garrett... Normal Blake. 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 Normal Blake. Blake. Yeah. That's my pick. My original bet before I knew who won was was Garrett. Um, But to be fair, as I said earlier, I thought Garrett and Colton were the same person for like three episodes. So I could have easily said the winner was Colton. Even that's kind of a lot of information, Becky. Hey, I'm not saying if that matches up against who I know wins. And we know Colton is now going to paradise. Paradise. With Tia, right? Yes. Tia's going to... She's going to get her chance, which which is good. I mean, I wanted Tia to be the Bachelorette, personally, and I'm sure Colton did, too. But most okay. of all, so did Tia. So then we started talking about the next Bachelor. Yes. You were, you were floating Predictions theory. Predictions? I love your theory. I love the grant idea, but I realistically, if I had to put money down, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be Jason. Jason. So for for those who weren't uh, hearing my long idea, I I was saying, you know, and the theme of bringing back people who have been successful from Paradise, what if it was Grant, the fireman, who is briefly engaged to Lace? Uh, He's hunky. He is a fireman, which every woman approves of and enjoys. Um, He He was engaged. He has a matching tattoo. That just proves he believes in the process. I mean, Grace. I've been waiting for Grant to become the Bachelor, like, 
I'd be down for it. Everyone loves a firefighter. That's true. That is true. But I could, uh, I, I shouldn't say. What if the next Bachelor, I'm going to do it into the mic. What if the next Bachelor was a strong, sensitive, mysterious man with really significant eyebrows and a long, flowing mane? I think you know where <laughs> I'm going with this. Eric oh, yeah. Trump? Oh, no. We're talking about the one and only... Leo. Leo. <laughs> Jay loves Leo. I and do who love Leo. I was hoping that he would make the top four. Just because I thought, like, there's always, like, the one. I guess it turns out it's maybe Jason in this case. I feel there's always, like, one in the final four who they just kind of keep around because he just seems like just such a darn nice guy. You know? I, mean, I just, like, enjoy, I just enjoy hanging out with you. And I was hoping that would be Leo, but Leo did not find a personality where he needed to. I, I liked Leo. I knew he was in a porn, um, so I was skeptical that Becca would be interested in that. Um, but I honestly think she just kept him around because he's so good at kickball or, or <laughs> dodgeball or whatever. He like, was good at dodgeball. I feel like that was his turnaround moment, and she was like, oh, you're really good at dodgeball. A quality, <laughs> a quality in a partner. You're yourself up there, yes. Leo. Yeah. yeah. In making yourself vulnerable to the dodgeball, I imagine you are also making yourself vulnerable to being hurt. Oh, no. I love his quote, like Fabio, during the dodgeball thing where he was like, "To win a dodgeball, you need to have heart." The guys on the other team all had heart, but the guys on my team, I was the only one with heart. I was like, <laughs> "You kind of threw your team under the bus, but you complimented the other team, which is interesting." Yeah, and maybe you do have heart for you know. He was an interesting character. That I hope we team. see him in paradise. If he can't be the next Bachelor, and uh, Paradise would be great. Also, he could have a cameo in the Dodgeball sequel, if that ever gets <gasps> Oh, yeah. That is brilliant. Thank I am you. here for I it. I feel like he'll be on the the Bachelor spinoff on a website you have to pay for. You know? Mm, like Bachelor Cast, free name. Bachelor Cast. <laughs> the Bachelor going to have its own streaming service where it's just all, you literally follow everyone who's ever been on The Bachelor and they have their own season for yes. the rest of their life. Yes. Global Bachelor, you could watch Chinese Bachelor. Hey, I think we should all stop talking I'm right here now so no one steals this idea. Bachelor Cast, we're starting it. That was a fun thing and about then we Bachelor get Winter this. Games, which I think was fun. I hope it comes back, was this idea of like crossing the streams between the international editions of fun. The Bachelor. I will watch any other countries. I'm ready to dedicate my life to this. Bachelor Let's Nation. quit our jobs. Bachelor Nation. We're going to become Bachelor vloggers. Okay, so um, we have Jay. Okay, Jay's pick for next bachelor is Jason. Seems biased to me, based on well, names. that is my legal name is Jason, <laughs> but that's also true of fifty percent of all men born within ten wow. years of my birth date. So oh, I have wow. many friends named Jason or Jay, so that sounds correct. Becky's pick is Grant. I would like it to be Grant. I'm into it being Dean. I know Dean. People are mad at him, but I would. I would watch the shit out We're of We're tired season. of Deanie babies. I'm not tired of Deanie babies, I guess. Uh, I think he's good TV. Yeah. Well, you were saying earlier, yes, he has problems, but all his problems make good TV. Yes, and he's a great narrator. He has a family that like makes for great TV. He's very like... He wants to be in love. He's openly self-aware about his problems. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, but my dad is a hippie, and it's hard for me. <laughs> That was an epic hometown. <laughs> yeah. That one was There was like no chairs in that house. No judgment. Yeah. 
My pick for the next Bachelor, if I could pick anyone, I think Eric from Rachel's season. I'm so into Eric being the Bachelor, I, I would be happy about I that. I think he's too. the perfect choice. I think he would be too interesting to be the Bachelor, right? Like, I don't what? think I don't think he'll get picked because his story is just too interesting. We need I see an interesting Bachelor. Hundred percent. See what you're saying. It's like Ari is the opposite of interesting, and they, they love that. I don't know. Because then they can have an interesting cast. I think they just like like a milk toast kind of just blank slate They're of like, a person. They'll mold you into what we want. Yeah. Should we talk about the villains of this season? Because <laughs> there's so many, but they're also silly. My opinion was there was no great villain. Like I, I love Chad. I, I would never want to be in a room Chad. with Chad. I would never want to go near Chad. I think he's really scary, but he was a great villain. Yeah, Corinne was a great. Uh, I villain. love Corinne. Crystal was a great villain. I she thought, was never a. Corinne was never a villain. She was just like she was pretty villainy uh, at the beginning. A, uh, a strong personality that they made us gang up on. And then, but then she, but, then but she you got the redemption to, arc. You ha- kind of have to love the villain. The villain needs a good redemption arc. Yep. That's true. Um, I thought Jordan was fake. I thought his personality was kind of put on. I loved he was the only person on this season who could actually like deliver a qui- like a, a one-liner, a, a memorable phrase. Yeah. No, no memorable <laughs> phrases came out of anyone's mouth in this whole season except for, for Jordan. Yeah. There, was a, there was a moment where someone called someone else disingenuine and Jordan literally corrected them and goes, Oh, disingenuous, disingenuous, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever he says wrong, he like corrects them to his wrong thing. And I was like, he's consistent at least. Yeah. I, yeah. But he wasn't a great villain because he wasn't really all that villainous. I don't right? think Becca feared him no. or liked him. She was just kind of like, eh, whatever. He's around. And he wouldn't like, rise to anyone's bait right like he would do outrageous things and then like guys who clearly had no shot at doing anything on this show would come after him and like criticize him and like he clearly recognized even if you know so explicitly he's saying becca likes me more than them which everybody must have known was a farce but he's but, but like the reason it rang true is because he knew that like he was better tv than any of them right he's like i'm the breakout star of this season they're not Sorry, guys. Yeah, good for him. He's going to laugh his way all the way to uh, Ford Models or whatever he's a part of. What's his modeling agency? I don't know. It's a huge one. But yeah, he was passing through this season on the way to Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. And then there was his initial fight with Connor, who I kept calling Colin in my mind because he looks like Colin Jost. That was my favorite. Oh, no, that, that was a fight with Lincoln. Lincoln had some enemies. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and yeah, then, and then we learn. Lincoln and Connor. Lincoln like pooped on the ground or something, and he assaulted I'll de- someone. I'll defend him for pooping on the ground, but not for assaulting someone. <laughs> I mean, people buy squatty patties for a reason. Let's yeah, it's it. a hygienic and cultural thing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Assaulting he, he, like, assaulted someone, someone on a cruise or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but like that's one theme of the season is like do better background checks, Bachelor producers. I know they've been like told that directly. So hopefully they'll do it and they'll see if people have problematic faves. They'll see if people assaulted someone or were in a porn. I think those are, you you know they check people for STDs. They do a blood test. Like, legit, they do that. It's just Why can't so they look into crazy. their criminal like, record? All the thousands of people that apply. Like, you can get zany people that don't have a criminal record. I like to think they knew about Leo's porn and they loved it. 
and they hoped yeah, he'd that's probably true. But then once he got on the show, Leo was like, "That's not." He me. turned out to be like a classy guy. Yeah, it was a softcore porn. If that makes any difference, <laughs> that makes all the difference. Not necessarily <laughs> not a better difference, it. but it makes a difference. <laughs> so it was. It was. It was a Colton who threw Lincoln's picture in the pool. After Lincoln Connor. Won. Connor. See, yeah. all their names are just like, Connor. whatever, this season. That was maybe my yeah. favorite, like, incident of interpersonal drama, because that was at least, like, fun. <laughs> that was, like, that was like the kind of petty that makes great TV, where Lincoln was like, it's yeah. just, my why can't I just have the picture on the table? <laughs> and Connor's like, we don't, we don't need to be having that around here. Here's what I think of this. Throw. Throw it in the pool. There. Can we, can I just point out how pissed off, like, the production people must have been about that? Like... If I was producing the show, you have to drain the whole pool when someone breaks glass in the pool. And then they did it again later that night. And I was like, dude, oh, you guys are wasting so, but the second so time. much rare water in California. Or maybe it wasn't actually so much glass, glass in this pool that needs to be drained. It's just so wasteful. Of the lights Think of for a better the production, way to do shit. maybe it was just a frame with a picture. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope they didn't for, waste that much water. For the pool's sake. Just California is yeah, real dry. Yeah, like they're in a drought. Quit throwing glass in bodies of water. Anyway. That's not going to happen in California. <laughs> that pool was probably filled with Evian. It was filled with you know, like... We're in the Hollywood Hills. Cl- clear. Wait, what's that hard booze called? Clear? Everclear. Everclear. Remember yeah. that was a scandal during the original 90210 season that Shannon Doherty supposedly had to bathe in Evian? No. <laughs> anyway, it was. Yikes. Ugh. Oh, let, let, let them eat cake moment. So the other... Because we're from Minnesota. We don't understand. We're humble. Just we like survive on nothing We're but like, tater why tots. Why would you taint that water? Rude. It's beautiful water. Food. The other villain would have to be Chris, who is not attractive, and I didn't. He had understand. an attitude problem, and he looked like a werewolf. He yeah, he would definitely chill with the werewolves on Twilight Saga. Yeah. Team Jacob for sure. He would imprint on a little girl and go after her for love, like mm-hmm. a true werewolf. And it was David who fell out of bed. David is definitely worth mentioning as another villain. Came back and tried to have a feud with Jordan, which only created the opportunity for Jordan to have more quips dismissing David as irrelevant. He David was the tailor of the season for sure. Also, when he busted his eye and it turned red, like in the white of his eye, like I bet Becca sent him home just for that. Like she's like, every time I see your busted eye, it makes my own eye water. I'll get, I guess I'll pick Jordan. I feel like there wasn't like a strong main villain this season. It was just a lot of male drama. They need the to quit casting for like pro- problematic, unwoke villains because like people hate that, and it's kind of almost puts the bachelorette in an unsafe position and maybe just cast for like your regular old Cro-Magnon guy who eats beef jerky during the rose ceremony. You just love Chad. <laughs> yeah. He was perfect. I mean, I, I wonder I how Pumpkin feel safe around Chad either, dog. so I'm a hypocrite. That was that it was a good trait to have as a villain on The Bachelorette is that you are the person who eats on camera, which is verbatim. I I'll also I want to bring up I I do think that there was more to the bunk bed story than we saw. You did you think he had a seizure? Yeah, I was thinking maybe he had a seizure. Just like by the way, like that the guys were shooken up after, like the next morning, 
and the medical attention that was sought and like I don't know just the way that everyone was like talking about it afterwards I feel like it wasn't just like a haha like you fell out of bed and then and then also like he fell out of bed and was like still they were saying he was like he was like still out of it it wasn't like you fell out of bed and you're like whoa you you know it could be they downplayed something like that, that might have been my for guess. legal risk reasons yeah if I had to guess but who am I to say I mean but I am. you know a lot about epilepsy so I will try it's more common than we think and, oh, yeah. and seizures can be brought on by, like, stressful situations, and they often ha- happen at night. And so if I was... you're, like, in on a TV set and, like, your sleep schedule's all off, you're traveling, it's stressful, those are a lot of triggers. I was just I don't at know. a birthday party Just the party way they were where... talking about it after. They were, like, spooked. They were worried. As someone who has fallen out of a bunk bed... <laughs> I did not know Granted, that. I was a child at the time, but it does happen. But, I mean, bunk beds are bunk beds, you know? Like, I, it's amazing it doesn't happen more often, because Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, they're always with the bunk beds. Yeah. Get kind more surprising. beds if you don't want a legal like, situation. Like, certainly, they mansion. have the capacity to have more space to not have the bunk beds. They should just make them all sleep in a big pile on a floor. Just have, like, one big Elvis-style round bed and have them all pile up at night. They're just sleeping like dogs. They're just, like, cuddling for warmth. Oh, but after that incident, Jordan, like, drilled on a a rail. That was charming. That was nice. That was, like, a peace offering. That was a better Jordan. It was, like, yeah. I bet he was. I mean, like, deep down, I'm sure they're not actually enemies. Yeah, it's like Becca and Crystal were enemies, quote, unquote, on the show, and they were actually pretty good friends outside of the show. It's like, you even if you know. disagree with someone or don't get along with them, like, you don't want them to be hurt. You don't want them to get a You're confession. You're going to get out your yeah. power drill, and you're going to drill a safety railing onto their bunk bed. It's the least, the least you can do. Yeah. And Becca's probably even still friends with Tia now. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like that on this episode, too, which I kind of like, that they didn't make it catty. Like, they never made it, like, they never made Tia and Becca enemies over this. You know? Yeah, that's true. Good job, Bachelor. Yeah. Should we talk about Bachelor in Paradise speculation? I'm excited to come back to it. I boycotted last season, I must say. It's the only reason this franchise still exists, really. Is because Bachelor in Paradise is so entertaining. And Bachelor and Bachelor are getting so boring. Yeah, Bachelor in Paradise is like, there's way more plot lines. You know, you have way more to get invested in. It's also like redemption arcs. It's not about one couple falling in love. It's about many. And Wells is there every week, which is a big a big bonus. That was my dark oh, horse and theory for next Bachelor. Yes, I would love Wells as the Bachelor. Very exciting. It. Yuki is coming. Did you guys she see is? that? Oh, to Paradise. no. I did that's not. Right. No, but, no, it's going to be, I think, I think she's maybe with Wells. She's kind of like a that is a confidant. That is perfect. That's you know, perfect. I don't think she's like a she's like extremely young, so that's probably good. That's that was my understanding from the picture I saw. It was like Wells, Yuki, and Jorge, and maybe Chris Harrison. These have been two seasons where like the problematic or like intense dramatic people were the most interesting part of the show. So they'll all get their moment on Paradise. I think it's really well poised to get good ratings. I'm looking forward to it. I want some crab montages foreshadowing 
Especially since Ari's, Ari's gals, who we've seen so much on Becca's season, are all great. Ari had, good had a really there. good cast. Yeah. Becca, uh, she's got a few, like Jordan will be fun and stuff. But. They didn't give Becca any real hunks. Like, that was my first impression the first night. was like, wh- where's the hotties? Like, yeah, Colton yeah. is maybe the closest, right? And Colton is not my hottie, They're like, that's for sure. pretty hot, but with very problematic side notes. Whereas, like, Rachel, Rachel had a really attractive cast. Yes. yes. Like, there were so many people Peter. that season who were... Everyone else. <laughs> That was, Dean, almost everyone that on Rachel's yeah. season was really attractive. Yeah. I mean, Peter probably being the standout, but yeah. Whereas Becca maybe could have gotten a cuter casting. Becky, should we pause for a moment and talk about how we met Peter? <gasps> yes, this In is real absolutely life. essential. We're going to post pictures along with this podcast of when we met him. And also we were both on his Instagram story. Yes, so I I stalk Peter. I mean, not really, but like I follow him on Instagram, and I saw he was advertising a boot camp class in Minneapolis. I said, Caroline, let's go. It's and she pointed out it was forty dollars. That was fine, so we paid for it. Uh, he must make a killing on these things. There were a million women there and maybe two men. Um, Peter was very very attractive in person, I would say, and very friendly. Yeah, um, I would say like. He was attra- as attractive as he was on TV, but his I feel like his personality made him even more attractive, like in real life. It definitely made me think he could carry a show, because he was a really great host, and he was making lots of jokes, and like, yeah. really outgoing. So yeah, um, he's like a personal trainer, like, promo- like, trying to work up his own fitness company, Peter Krause Fitness. He wears his own t-shirts, because he knows he's going to be taking pictures with everyone. And so, yeah, he'll, like, do, go to cities and do these boot camp classes, meet everyone, promote his company. And you were on his Instagram story in mid-yoga, right? Yeah, we both were. Yeah. Two different times. We were doing burpees or upward-facing dogs or, or something, yeah. something cool. One like thing, that. okay, he was a good fitness instructor. The only qualm I had was at the beginning of the class, and there was probably, like, what, 150 people there? 100? There's a lot. He must make like thousands and say. thousands of dollars each class. Oh, Peter's making big. If each ticket was 40 bucks and there was like 150 people in here. He's making like, I would guess, lot. five grand a, for one hour And class. like there's like no overhead. Like he has to rent the space, but then the rest of the money goes to him. Yeah, he might not need the Bachelor franchise. Anyway, we were starting the class money. and he asked two questions. One, the one I had a qualm with was he was like, does anyone have any injuries? Just like... Who's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to interrupt like this pumped up vibe to be like, oh, <laughs> I have an issue, Peter, over here. <laughs> like, come talk to me. I'm going to disrupt everything to tell you about my physical issue. <laughs> like, no one's going to do that. You're a, you're a reality TV celebrity and you're super hot. I went down this knee funny <laughs> in volleyball back in high yeah. school. <laughs> Let me just stop here. But then also one of his things, he was like, is anyone offended by swearing? And, like, that was just kind of fun because it was, like, he probably couldn't swear. Like, they probably cut out a lot of that on TV. And he, I just, he like, did like swear that. a lot. It was just, like, very, like, personable and fun, especially in a workout class. He's really into butts. He asked a lot of questions, yeah. like, and <laughs> who wants a great butt? Want your butt looking better? Like, he just, like, every comment was, like, a butt joke. And he'd, like, go up to women and be, like, 
um, he's like, can I use you for something real quick? And he'd like demonstrate something, you know, like their legs or whatever. And it's like, I appreciate that you're asking them before you touch them. But everyone here is going to say yes, <laughs> you know? They're not here for yes, the workout. Yes, you can touch my feet. <laughs> they can work out anywhere right now. Yeah. Also, his brother lives here and his sister-in-law and, like, their kids. He so was going I think to a baby birthday a party at, right afterward. Yep. And he's going to be back in November to go to the Vikings Packers game so we can find him again. Also, we met him afterwards and took a picture with him. And we know that he was going to a baby. It was a two-year-old's birthday party because Becky and I invited him to brunch. <laughs> of course we did. We said, would you like to come to brunch with us? And he said, I'm going to a two-year-old's birthday party. If only someone at this table was brave enough to slide into a reality star's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Yeah. You know, my, my confidence is building with that, so we'll see. Next time he's in Minneapolis, I'll try it out. November. Come November, we'll make it happen. Follow Peter, though. You will get you can get in his fitness class. Yeah. For $40. <laughs> it was worth it. Small price to pay for a Peter, it was really Peter fun. sighting. Oh, and I wore my, because he's from Wisconsin, so there were, it, <gasps> myself and other women in the class were wearing, like, Wisconsin shirts. And I had one of those shirts that says, drink Wisconsinably. And he said, nice shirt. He did. I was there. Yeah, it's true. So speaking of drinking, should we Ooh. talk about these cans yes. of rosé we're hey, drinking? so the name of the podcast is Rosé Ceremony for a Reason because we also rate the rosé that we drink during The Bachelor or Bachelorette. So I'll introduce this. I've been looking for yeah, it for, close to your heart, for quite a while. It's called The Drop. It might be one of the original canned rosé brands. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it came out very um, targeted at men and their original copywriting was very like man centric. Um, but they have since like maybe tried to go more neutral on that. Um, so yeah, I got my hands on it. I was curious about it from like the man centric angle, but we just really tasted it. They all have fun facts on them. Mine says any pizza can be personal pizza. Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're hashtag drops of wisdom. There's a lot to say about these cans. Let's dive in. I don't know okay, if I wait, see Be- them as Becky, a, what was like your dro- a wise brand. What was uh, your drops of wisdom? Uh, any pizza can be a personal pizza. I like that. I've been there. It's also very Liz Lemon. Hmm. We had some dominoes before this, just so the uh, we listeners know. hit the dominoes, too. Okay, Jay, what's your hashtag drops of wisdom on your rosé can? have an opinion in the pronunciation of GIF debate. And I do, and now you know what it is. GIF. GIF. That's correct. Yeah. According to usage. So do you think they call these, this brand of rosé the drop specifically because of this drop of wisdom? Is that their whole thing? No, I think the drop, I think there's a bigger meaning behind it from looking at their website like a year ago, although I can't remember what it is. I I would guess drops of wisdom comes from that name. My drop, hashtag drop of wisdom is number 19. You don't know what you don't know, but neither do they. That is a very writerly advice, I would say. I like it because it's kind of like fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's my favorite, I guess. You know? I This seems appropriate that we're drinking this for this episode in particular because I feel like this brand of rosé would go over very well with the men on Becca's season of Bachelorette. 
Yeah. I think this yeah. is this is marketed at them. For sure. These Quality are those big guys. No breakage. Because if you're going to, you know, they're throwing things into pools. You don't want breakage. <laughs> it just looks so They need crazy. wisdom because they're dumb as stumps. <laughs> like, okay, looking at it, the front, like the front of the can is like a shrimp. Or no, it's a lobster. Yeah. It's like a I'm weird go lobster. lobster. And then in front of the lobster is a corkscrew. Like you're... The lobster is breaking the corkscrew because it's breaking the mold. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh so the lobster can open your bottle of well, rosé? Because you, you, don't, you don't need a corkscrew because you're drinking rosé out of a can. But then we also don't need a lobster to open it for us. Right. The lobster mm. is just decorative. Very bachelor. There's a lot of it's foreshadowing intense. crustaceans on the on the Bachelor in Paradise franchise. This can says the drop can equals one point seven glasses of wine. You guys, I didn't know I was drinking two glasses of wine, basically, by opening this can. So And then on the back it says quality grapeage, no breakage. That so sounds as you can like see, a hair this, thing. I don't know. This is the rosé for bros floating down a river in an inner tube. I have throwing to throwing beads at women. I have to point out that when you open the can of the drop, it has a kind of a skunky malt beverage smell. Mm. Um, like like I described it as um, a lima rita masquerading as a wine. Um, so it's I think men would enjoy that. It feels like a stronger stronger drink than like your average canned rosé kind of like a rosé platinum yeah to me it tasted kind of like um like a fake rosé or like a you know like martinelli is it kind of had that taste it's like a it's like a little overly fermented maybe but like in a very strategic way to, to get that party taste maybe. it has a party taste you didn't notice the decimal there where it says uh 11 alcohol it's actually 0.11 percent <laughs> we also maybe maybe we shan't mention this, but I'm about to. Is that um, a few episodes ago we did indeed shotgun cans of rosé. Now you didn't get an episode <laughs> that night, and that's why. What kind of rosé was that? It was it was um, from a really esteemed vineyard called Flip Flop. <laughs> Have you heard of it? It's, I um, love rosé. I think it's from like so deep great. in France. You know, like the French Riviera, flip flop. A flip flop. A flip flip flop. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is the drop cans of rosé would also be perfect for shotgunning. Or drop kicking. Ouch. I think we just... No, I, I drop like, kicking into, into one's your mouth. mouth. <laughs> into one's mouth. Becky just invented a new way of of drinking for fraternities. <laughs> Go for it, men. I'm going long. Kick me the can. Yeah. I'm just going to open my mouth. Just pop it and then kick it. Yeah. Pop it and kick it. I would definitely drink this again, though. Like, oh, for sure. I, it knows what it is, and it's doing it well, and it, I respect that a lot. Yeah. I feel like um, it would do well. Like, because of the lobster, I just think, like, Boston or something. Like, I think, like, Upper East Coast, like, you're in Maryland – or like I know like Boston's in a different state, but like you're up there and like you're on the coast and you're rugged and you're like a dude that's on the coast, like fishing. You've got your Nantucket red shorts. But you just You've want something different. You want something different that can fit in your vest pocket 
and you pick up the dress. You're sick of white claw. You're like, I'm more interesting <laughs> yes. than white claw. White but claw. But I really Sorry. want a white claw. Is definitely yeah. not one point seven glasses of wine. Yeah. Only the dress will give you that much people. liquor in one. This tiny isn't can. one drink. This is one point seven drinks. It's it's a strong and one. And you get some wisdom. Yes. So thumbs up all around. Three thumbs up for the drop. Rosemary. Overall positive. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last words, folks, for uh, so far with Becca's episode? Maybe or, or season? Favorite Anything Minnesota about- moment of the season? I feel like they haven't really been in Minnesota, have they? No. I also, Jay, what's your favorite I also Minnesota found moment? out her corgi is actually her sister's dog. It's I was hers. guessing that. I think her sister lives in Madison, where Peter lives. Not that I know. Where Peter lives. I mean, Peter's pretty open about that. I enjoyed the brief Minneapolis montage that introduced Becca that featured her visiting the Marjorie McNeely Conservatory at Como Zoo in St. Paul, which is actually a pretty busy place, but clearly they cleared the deck to film Becca's intro. And so there's snow on the ground and she's like walking up to this greenhouse with no one else in sight. And you get this impression that Minnesota is just this like desolate, frozen land of white where you like stalk across an infinite field of snow to get to the one, you know, reservoir of warmth and life. And Becca found it and she tenderly like strokes a flower in the greenhouse while she like dreams of falling in love with a man who lives in literally any other state in the uh, Union. So accurate. What, very what accurate. did you say the metaphor? Oh, I didn't notice which part of the flower she was stroking. <laughs> the pistol or the stamen or the petals. But as far as like it's the tundra, like she's traveled so far through the desolate landscape of men and now she's in she's in the greenhouse she's gonna find love things are gonna get hot yeah we, steamy we'd, we'd better hope yes. so because they have not week. been so far <laughs> jason is maybe the hottest moments have come from here kisses with jason that hair it's not been a really sexy season for the most part no but mm. next week on fantasy sweets finally i love fantasy sweets if you if you so choose to forgo your individual rooms. I think that's the that's the letter from Chris Harrison. If you so, so choose to forgo your individual rooms. That sounds right. Do you think any Bachelor fan has ever like hit on a fellow Bachelor watcher that way? Like they have a date and like you slip them a card. Oh, I bet Wells has. Wells is the only one smart enough to remember that verbatim, I would say. Maybe he scored Sarah Highland with that that little piece of gold well you know i have nothing to lose and i think this is the way that i'm going to slip into peter's dm <laughs> perfect peter if you choose to forgo your individual room <laughs> next time he's here for the peter cross boot camp yeah totally in november when he's here from the vikings packers game you may choose to respond I'm gonna to this in. DM. <laughs> yep. beautiful mm-hmm. great well, well great well thanks for having me on again we had a very minnesotan oh, it's been a well pleasure. great Oh yeah, oofta, you betcha. I'm glad. I'm oh, glad we got to get together. Oh, you betcha. Oh the back. Oh the back. Oh you betcha. She's a good one. <laughs> oop. I feel like Minnesotans say oop, oop a lot. Uh, oop. Excuse me. Right behind you. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Make whoever. Sorry. Right. Oops. Uh, oops. Sorry. Right behind you. Her winner, you. some tater tot casserole. 
Hot dish, Becky. Tater tot hot dish. No, we're yeah, going to start calling okay. you Bexter, like Jason oh. called. I'm open yeah, to that. we heard the first the nickname Bexter. for Becca besides Becca tonight. I'm totally open to Bexter. Bexter. Yeah. It could get a lot worse than that. Oops, sorry, Bexter. I'm right behind you. <laughs> we're all the stereotype that we seem to be. Keep it coming. Let's only keep the stereotypes coming, Becca. We got two eps left. Three if you count. <laughs> Which we don't. <laughs> if I was your suitor on the bachelor on the bachelorette, Caroline, we were like playing hockey. I would try to like pass the puck to and be like, "Here it comes, Carolina Rita." Oh! I just see how that went. Yeah. Just see how that landed. And then I just ride off on the Zamboni. Beautiful. <laughs> that was a nice moment. Yeah, Zamboni kisses. He knew a Minnesota. He knew how to pander. Minnesota Hallmark Minnesota and heart. Who didn't have their it's first ev- kiss? It's on all a Zamboni. of our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, Bachelor Nation, Minnesota location. I hope we gave you some insight into a true Minnesotan group's view of the season. Yeah, and even though it's um, currently warm outside because The Bachelorette is shown in the summer, I think a, a classic Minnesotan goodbye is stay warm. <laughs> stay warm, Bachelor so, Nation. Stay warm, Bachelor Bye now.